Hello, wonderful folks. Welcome to Earth Within. I'm Sophie French, a wild creative, cyclical being and mother nature lover. This podcast is about earthing your energy within and resourcing you back to self in order to live a slower, soulful and sustainable life. Alongside my beautiful guests, we'll be sharing how you can connect to the cyclical rhythms of life, creativity and business. Thank you so much for being here. Let's begin. Hello lovelies, thank you for tuning in. I am sharing with you today part one of a three-part series with the gorgeous Charlotte Puanto. Oh my goodness, I had to split this episode, this one interview, into three parts. So today we're going to be covering and speaking about Charlotte's story of how she came to be the Cycle Coach and First Moon Circles founder, how she found cyclical living and what it means to her, and the three cyclical frameworks of the cycle in your body, the moon and the seasons. Tune in next time for part two, where we're going to cover cyclical wisdom mapping and then part three I will let you know soon okay enjoy today's episode hello welcome beautiful Charlotte so great to have you on the podcast how are you today oh I'm really well thank you thank you so much for having me it's such an honor and I'm just so excited to talk to you ah thank you for having me oh of course I am so excited to dive into um, the realms of menstrual and moon cycle wisdom, everything that you embody and share and that um, I'm learning from you and we're dancing together in this sphere of leaning into cyclical rhythms that are all around us and within us, um, those people with wombs and um, obviously Mother Nature herself as well. So um, that is going to be the thread that we're going to move through over this episode. But first of all, um, for everybody listening that doesn't know you yet, I would love if you could introduce yourself and a little bit about perhaps where you are, um, a bit about you and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so I'm Charlotte, Charlotte Puanto. Um, I'm coming uh, from uh, the southern highlands south of sydney in australia today i'm from uh, the uk originally from nottingham um i am mum to three little girls and um i'm a wild feminine cycle coach so i absolutely love talking all things menstrual and moon cycles particularly um I love guiding women to connect with their bodies and their cycles, like you say, within and without nature, um, and particularly to connect women with their own unique cycle experience rather than looking at what kind of the archetypal or textbook cycle is. Um, and instead, you know, and trying, I find that lots of women want to kind of fit themselves into like the box, if you like, of like what the cycle should be and should look like and how it should feel at different points. And I love to help um, women to connect with their own cycle and see what their own true unique cycle experience is mm. and to work with that as well. So um, that's, yeah, that's, that's one of my passions 
And I also um, am a menstrual educator for girls. So I um, created and hold and teach others to hold first moon circles, which are um, beautiful sacred circles for girls who are coming up to or have just started their first bleeds. So their menarch rite of passage um, to help them to connect with what what it is, what it's all about, what's going on in a really safe and sacred and nurturing space. So they're getting the full, you know, the full holistic, empowering information, not just what's going on at school or the playground or, um, you know, what they might have read in books or um, TikTok, as it seems to be. So, yeah, that's that's the um, my other passion. Mm amazing oh gosh I just adore all all of the above <laughs> all of the listed and um yeah to to expand on that and I suppose to get to know you more um it's so beautiful to learn more about a personal journey of arrival to this space and and I wonder you know has life always looked this way to you leaning into um wild feminine rhythms both yeah or having a womb and I know you said about um, not always being, you know, or leaning into the textbook cycle or the archetypal. And so uh, I'm sure that there's a journey there to expand on and to, to, you know, zoom into if you'd like to take us through what has it looked like for you um, on your journey of maybe arriving to this um, incredible space that you're in now. If you'd like to take us on that adventure, we'd love to go with you. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm just wondering how far back it starts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like from birth, right? And before. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so I'll take you back to the time of my first bleed. I think it seems like a good place to start. Um, so just very briefly, I was... Um, I think I was turning 12, that kind of age. And I was at my dad's house when I had my first bleed and I knew what it was, but I had nothing with me. I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know what to look for, what the signs were um, before it happened. And I had, I had no period care items at my dad's house and I just felt like I couldn't ask him. So I was kind of mortified and I have this sort of embodied memory it's like an imprint of me kind of needing to go oh, and like hold myself together and be like okay you've got to take responsibility for yourself now this is on you mm-hmm. um felt like I couldn't really go and ask for what I needed I guess in that moment so um I remember putting some toilet paper in my pants and kind of carrying on until I got home and when I got home I was given what I needed and you know, it was it was a happy little moment, which was nice. Um, but I had really heavy bleeds, um, a lot of pain. Um, I had to sleep on towels. Um, I had skin that was just it just broke out all the time, and um, I just I just remember thinking like, God, my period sucks. Like I hate this so much. It just hurts. Um, and my mum, you know, told me that she had really similar experience I think when I was 16 I was taken to the doctors to get the pill um because that's what she had done and um you know I sort of told that it would help regulate my cycle and clear up my skin and um just kind of 
help if you like so i then went on the pill for years and 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 i remember thinking this is great i can hack my cycle if i don't want a bleed i don't have to have one i'll just keep going with the pill um and i just felt kind of like i didn't have any hormonal ups and downs but there was a year when i went backpacking i went with um my husband he was my boyfriend at the time we were living in england and we went backpacking we came to australia and we went to south america and we did all this like we had this whole year of like it was amazing but i remember before i left the uk going to my doctor saying i need a script for the pill for the like a whole year and she said well i think you should go on something else um try this different pill because it will help you um like it's better for you take this other one but what happened was i spotted just all the time i had anxiety i felt really low um you know i would i would call it i would call it depression um looking back i was so homesick i was yeah i was really anxious i just didn't know myself it was just awful um and so after like maybe a couple of months, I decided to stop taking that pill and I just kind of went free, free range for the rest of the year. I just didn't take anything. But I don't really have a recollection of how that was for me other than just thinking as soon as I get back to England, I'm going to go and get the same pill that I knew before and like it worked for me, it was fine. So I don't really recall much of that but as soon as I got back I went straight back on the pill and was on it for another five or six years when I decided that I wanted to have a baby or when I was first starting to kind of toy with the idea of it I thought well I'm going to come off the pill um and when I did it was like withdrawing from like a drug like I had these um incredible waves of nausea lightheadedness I remember walking up a hill thinking I was going to faint um like I had all these sensations all through my body like particularly around my like womb space and abdomen and basically every part of me felt like it was like I thought I was pregnant I kept thinking I was like am I pregnant is is this what it's like to be pregnant because it kind of mirrored some of those symptoms of like early pregnancy, like nausea, um, like headaches, um, dizziness, like just all of this, all of these feelings. And so I'd be like doing all these tests going, am I, am I pregnant? And it was no, and it was so, I was so confused. Looking back now, I can see that it was detoxing from years and years and years. But I was paying attention this time, whereas the first time I had gone off the pill for that year, I wasn't paying attention, so I had no idea to join any dots. I didn't, I wasn't really, it's like just numb, just disconnected from my body. I had no, no sense of what I was feeling or what was going on. And certainly didn't think any, anything about, you know, that coming off a pill could do that. Whereas this time, because I was looking for signs and symptoms of potentially being pregnant, I was really aware of it. So fast forward a few years, I've since had three children and if I haven't been pregnant, I've been breastfeeding and often the two overlapped pretty much for the whole time 
And in between kids, I've probably had like just a handful of of cycles and, and bleeds. Um, and they've been really irregular before I'd fall pregnant again. And um, it's only been in the last few months that my cycle has started to come back and it's extremely irregular at the minute. Um, so I, th- I think really it was, it was after my second child was born about that kind of time. I can't even remember how I came across it, but I remember uh, by this time I'd, I'd stopped working in my day job. Um, or I was still there, but I was kind of trying to transition out a little bit. And I was like looking for something else. I was like, what's, there's more life like than this. It just wasn't fulfilling me. And it wasn't, certainly wasn't very supportive of having two kids. Um, so I'd started to, um, to look for what, what was next. And I'd done some training as a youth mentor at that time. And I was really thinking about, um, you know, doing this other work that that felt really nourishing. And, um, you know, I'd really connected with this as my background in in these, you know, once I left uni and got like a real job, I've been working in education. Um, And so I really wanted to use these skills in a way that felt meaningful. And just had this desire, I think, after I'd had kids to like really give, give back or like heal this inner child part of me as well and be this person that um, give give to children what I'd kind of wished I'd had when I was growing up. So I think it was part of this. And I heard something about menstrual cycles. And it's like, what's what's all this about? Um, And I bought this book, and it was called Four Seasons in Four Weeks by Suzanne Mathis McQueen. And it was like, this book that outlined the inner world of your cycle as being more than just a bleed and how it's a bit like having four seasons, you know, within each of these phases and how it's mirrored in the natural world and, you know, like an invitation to explore these and connect with these. And I was just like, what is this? (laughs) So that really sowed a seed for me, Um, um, you know, huge, huge amount of interest and as I became a coach and started working with women, menstrual cycle awareness just seemed to kept cropping up. Like my clients were bringing it to me going, you know, they were like, by this time, Wild Power, the the book was out and they were like, have you read this book, Wild Power? And I was like, no, what's this about? And you were having more and more conversations that were cycle-based. So my world kind of, like I was starting to incorporate cycle awareness, but then really explore it for myself. But I felt like because I didn't have a regular cycle, I couldn't really connect with it in the same way. Mm. So it became this thing that became a real like cognitive, like uh, like a theory based thing for me that I like started to learn heaps and heaps about. I was starting to really coach women on it. It came up all the time you know, there was starting to use cycle awareness to underpin all the other work we were doing, which was about self care or life goals or purpose or mothering or just being a woman. Um, and it cycle awareness kept coming underneath it all, but it was really 
I was starting to feel a bit like, I don't, how can I talk about this when I don't have this experience? Like I've had been on the pill for so long. Um, I've not really had much time cycling naturally. So how can I talk about this? And so I started to look for other ways of connecting with the seasons and the cycles outside of the menstrual cycle. And for me, that really looked like um, starting to notice the moon and how the moon shifts and it has these these phases, this constant rhythm, but it changes within it. But that cycle is still quite predictable and the natural seasons around me. And, you know, I grew up in England where we have four very clear, distinctive seasons. And you know, even where I live now in Australia, we live somewhere where we have very um, clear, distinctive seasons. Uh, we get frost and, you know, snows nearby in winter and summer it's you know, um, boiling hot, as you can imagine. So just starting to connect and notice these seasons around me and seeing how that was still being reflected in me even though I wasn't having either any cycle at all or these kind of seemingly erratic cycles um, that haven't settled back down again. So really that's kind of the journey I think where I've got to to today. And now I'm looking at, you know, working with my own cycle um, and supporting myself through kind of the unknowns there's a lot of unknowns in it because it's not regular Mm. thank you for sharing your um journey with us on on the podcast it's so um it's just so insightful everybody has their own um journey with discovering you know the this the cycle within the menstrual cycle and then the potential of connecting to other cycles and I love how um yeah this has all come through for you and and you know been embodied it sounds like there's this journey of like you know dissociation or disconnection towards connection and embodiment like you know it seems like there's a drift towards um that interconnection of us with nature of you with nature and um and how that all actually begins to empower you like empower like those connection with emotions that you may be feeling, you know, towards some different parts of the cycle, whether it's the moon cycle or um, like you say, if you're journeying with this um, more uncertain or unpredictable menstrual cycle, that there's actually this incredible tool in the moon. And I love how the moon is a feminine um, energetic, oh, like, what could you even call like she's just like a goddess I, I just love the moon and, and the, yeah. the energy that she can bring through for especially for women um or you know people with wombs or uh that there's this very feminine power to her and everything she offers like a reflection back to us of, of what's going on inside and so I'd love to hear more um, about that anchoring into the moon cycle and perhaps what does that even look like if someone isn't aware of um, the journey that you can take with the lunar cycle would you be able to explain a little bit about um, you know almost like a big to a beginner's mind of, of what does that even look like <laughs> yeah what a great question I hope I do it justice ah oh, yeah so the moon is you know in the sky, we see her every day and her cycle takes about 28 
days, 29 days to complete the cycle from new moon through to full moon and then back to um, new moon again. So within that, um, there's, you know, a pattern that, um, you know, in terms of her illumination that changes, um, changes a little bit every day by, you know, factions and, um, but it's always the same pattern. It's always the same cycle. So, you know, although she changes every day, she's, um, there's this real, like I say, predictive, predict, predictability, if that's a word to, to, um, to her. So, you know, that really mirrors, um, us as, um, cyclic beings ourselves, you know, whether you have a menstrual cycle or not, uh, we still have this ingrained hormonal pattern that, that revolves around this, you know, this, um, sort of monthly cycle, you know, can absolutely be longer or shorter, or, you know, doesn't have to be, like I said, the textbook. 28, 29 day cycle, but we have this sort of shifting within us and we are, we are like the moon. We are not, um, like the sun, which is, you know, pretty much the same every day it rises and it falls. And it's, you know, on that 24 hour cycle, that's very masculine. That's like, that's really like how men's hormonal patterns work. And our culture absolutely wants us to operate like suns, like these daily, cycle of productivity of showing up the same acting the same being the same you know the same output every day and it doesn't honor the fact that we are moons and we have these shifts and changes and you know sometimes we are you know more outward or have more energy you know like how you might say the full moon you know you talk about how the full moon's got like this really strong energy in it you know babies are born <laughs> full moon and um you know children go a bit wild and you know more people present to hospital at full, full moon for example um you know and then this dark moon this new moon being this more inward energy so we we have that kind of inbuilt with within us um and so you can look to the moon to just start observing and noticing where she where she rises on the horizon for you because it will be um pretty much the same in the same place every day and the path she would take over the sky above and where she sets but every day the sun the moon rise sorry gets a little bit later it's approximately give or take an hour later every day so where i live um i see the moon rise out of my lounge window and at full moon uh, moonrise is around sunset so in summer it's the, the the sky is still bright um when the when the moon rises but in winter it's absolutely dark but it's this it's always about the same kind of time the full moon will rise. So it's really easy to notice the full moon because the sky is is dark above. Mm. And in at new moon, the moon is usually overhead in the middle of the day. So it's something that you you can't really see so much. So in terms of connecting with the moon, each of these phases of the moon, so you know, simplistically you can you can just look at new moon and full moon. 
or you can also look at the, the um, sort of quarter phases as well. So if, if it's a week from new moon, a week later, you've got first quarter moon, which is the half moon, the waxing, which means getting bigger, growing in light, waxing moon. A week later, you have full moon. A week later, you have the third quarter, which is the half moon, waning moon. So the opposite half of the moon will be lit up and the moon is getting smaller in another week until back to for, um, new moon sorry so you can just observe the this this growing light and then this growing dark and it's it's like how in our bodies and if you do have a menstrual cycle your energy does exactly the same thing your energy starts off low when you have your bleed and your energy rises and it peaks at the like the full moon of your cycle which is um, ovulation which is when your ovary releases the egg um, ready for perhaps um, conception if that's going to occur or you know that won't that if that's not happening then it will be absorbed into your your womb and then released with your next bleed so full moon is like this peak energy it's when your hormones are rising it's when you, you you're ovulating you have this more outward energy and like the full moon and the ovulation pulls you outwards and then from that point it's this descent this increasing darkness this being pulled back inwards again as the dark increases in the moon cycle your hormones and your energy levels decrease in your body mm -hmm. so in that way it's beautifully mirrored and you can also think of it in terms of this, the seasons of the year it's like winter being dark spring as the energy and light are rising summer being the peak the brightness and you know outward energy and life in the natural world through the autumn which is you know getting darker again and coming back within until you get back to winter so just in very simple terms you can just observe this these these three cycles really the one in your body the one with the moon and the one with the annual um seasons as well it's just this perfect reflection of our feminine cycle mm. Thank you so much for um, summarizing that in such um, a beautiful and integrative way and, and layering it, because I, I like to think of it as a, a tapestry, you know, we can just, you know, locate ourselves, our bodies, you know, where we are in the world. I love how you describe where, you know, the moon rises in your house. It's something that I often will, if I, I've just moved recently. And so I'm still like, okay, which window? <laughs> Yeah. So I love that. So we're, you know, we're grounding into our, our location in the world and the seasons and how they're, they are around us. And we're just, um, oh, can't you just feel the spring just in the air in mm. the, um, as we emerge in the Southern yeah. Hemisphere? And so, and then there's the moon, of course, and then um, our womb and we're there in our, our own body. So, um, yeah, just, just bringing in all that, um, that energetic container, you know, because as, a cyclical being having that permission to be cyclical has been transformational for my life you know I've like you've mentioned um in your story too and it's like this linear exponential trajectory we're almost like catapulted into I feel like from birth it's like boom okay go like just just go 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 
sort of don't stop. And then when you have this like cyclicality and, and, and you learn about your own inner rhythm and how you can move with them, I honestly have never felt so empowered or in, in my body, like just layering all of that. And so I think really I'm just illuminating, I suppose, that that joy and that empowerment that can come and also noticing all the parts because when you're cyclical, you can have, um, and everybody I believe is a cyclical being, like you mentioned with the um, masculine hormonal cycle being akin to the circadian rhythm of, of the rise and setting of the sun. Um, everyone can lean into a rhythm of, of sorts, like, like you said, whether it's seasonal or, or lunar or um, menstrual. But um, it's almost like saying you are whole, like, this is exactly as you're meant to be, whether you're tired and like totally just over it, you know, and there's a day where that's happening. And then even a few hours later, you know, as, as you go through the day, um, oh, I feel a bit of inspiration in my body. It's the height of the day. It's lunchtime or, or, you know, a week later, oh, I'm a totally different person. I don't feel as creative as I did last week. Maybe my energy is waning. And so I think I'm just... Uh, really summarizing um, and reflecting back that how great it is to feel feel whole as, as a human being, you know, like, and to notice that there's that permission slip, I think, with cyclical living and um, everything that you're inviting in your work is encouraging that, is empowering that, and, and just, like, how wonderful for, like, that gift of, of wholeness and that gift of permission. Um, yeah. personally and, and, and collectively. Thank you so much for tuning in to part one of the three-part episode with Charlotte Ponto. Next time, we're going to be covering cyclical wisdom mapping. And for this episode, you might need to get your notebook and pens out. Okay, see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you've loved this episode, maybe you could share it with a loved one you think may resonate or enjoy it. Or tag me on Instagram or send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. If you can take a minute to rate and review this podcast, it can reach more ears and hearts around the world. Okay, until next time, all links from today's episode are in the show notes. Be well and remember to take moments to earth your energy within.